I want you to be empowered to take a tiny step forward today when you listen to this podcast and DM it to me. DM it to me on Instagram and be like, hey, I took this step and I will 100% you rah rah cheerleader for you because you deserve it. That creates momentum into the reality that you want to create. So go you, go you, go do that thing and then come back here and tell me about it. Welcome to Queer Hustle, where we talk to the hottest up-and-coming queer entrepreneurs about growing businesses, creating dream lifestyles, and taking care of each other. Your host, Michelle Goyle, sits down to work together to explore what's possible when you approach business with full authenticity. All right. Hi, guys. I'm Roberto Musso. I'm filling in for Michelle this week, and I am joined by Jenna Slaughter, self-love coach and host of the Unlearning Podcast and star TikToker. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming on. It's an honor to have you, honestly. Oh my gosh, you are so sweet. I'm I'm just so happy to be able to talk with you about like being queer and in business and self-love and podcasting. I mean, all of this stuff is really heart aligned for me and I love being able to help give the LGBTQ plus community more tools and stuff to be able to make more money and get out of their own way. And I mean, ultimately move the gay agenda forward. No, I mean, that's literally the whole point of Queer Hustle, moving the gay agenda forward, make more queer money. Yes, absolutely. So it's so awesome to have you. And I feel like going off of what you said, literally your whole background aligns like perfectly with the Queer Hustle brand. And it's so exciting to have you on. So kind of what I wanted to talk about today is how you got into all of this. And, you know, let's start. How, when did you decide to be a self-love coach? Mm, so I, it, it's interesting because you, you teach what you struggled with the most. And when I was growing up, like a lot of queer people, I really looked externally. I did a lot of masking and a lot of hiding who I am, trying to put on what this other persona to be able to appease this white patriarchal society in which we are living. And trying to like work within the system. I got like this corporate job and I hated it and realized that there wasn't an ethical way that felt really aligned for me to be working in corporate America and have that feel okay. There wasn't a way for that to be happening. And you kind of come to find that in in business, a way that it can happen really organically is you go with what people come to you for advice on. What it is that like people look to you for, and that seemed to be a kind of common thread. And it It's also this space too, because I have a degree in entrepreneurship, I have a background in it, and I just have a a knack for systems overall. And so finding that space between like, where are we getting in our own way and trying to be somebody else in business is like also mirroring how we are in our own lives. Like, for example, for people that have a hard time shutting off, a lot of the times what's underlying that is a feeling of unworthiness if you aren't able to do all of the things. 
And so we can, I found that to be a really cool space to get to play in. Cause I get to do both like this mindset work as well as this business stuff, which to me is helping people in a very tangible way because they're able to, they're able to then fund themselves. They're not getting a pittance of what is going to the company. You know, they're not working for a 5% commission on 100%. And there's a really beautiful, it's a really beautiful resistance to the system in that. And that's kind of, that's, that's really what spurred my self-love coaching and I did that for a couple of years, actually, while I was still working full-time in property management. And yeah, it wasn't until September of this year that it, I really took the leap and was like, we're going to do this full-time. That's awesome. Well, and I feel like that is the whole thing with this pandemic is like, it made everyone question whether or not you had the choice or whether or not you didn't have the choice, if you were on the right path and if it actually felt sleazy for you or if it didn't feel like totally organic. Cause that goes in with the cognitive dissonance that we already feel as queer, like queer people every day. If where you're at isn't aligning with yourself, it's causing this whole kind of spiral effect. There's a lot of pressure too, when you are trying to act as somebody else, or you're trying to use the strategies that work well for somebody else. You know, we are not all the same person, but yet we have this idea that we need to follow the same trajectory. There's this very pretty line of what you are supposed to do. You know, you graduate high school at this time with these grades, you then go to college, which you graduate in four years and you totally know what you're doing and you don't change your major. Then you get your corporate job, which you love, and then you end up working there for the rest of your life, and you have this great, great, sweet retirement. But in the middle there, you also got married and have two children and are straight. Yes, yes. There's a lot, there's a lot of expectations within there, and we just don't, we're not all meant to follow the same path, and to think that we are is just so silly, and I think that's why we have so many people that are really unhappy with where they are right now is because they are trying to follow someone else's trajectory instead of their own. Well, and that's the whole thing that I see is like, everyone's been told so much that there's this one right answer to how you're supposed to live. And there's this one way that you are supposed to be and act. And the thing is, if you follow that and you listen to that, you're not listening to what you want and what you want to see and what you want to be and where you want to be. And there's so many things just in my own life. Like I'll break down, like it, how do you actually want to be in society? Like, do you actually want kids? Like what do you is, or is this something that you've just been told all of your life? You know? Yes, 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 yes. I think of myself sometimes as a, a professional thought sorter. A lot of what we do is like picking up the box, this theoretical box inside of your brain and being like, Oh, this thing in here, is this yours? <laughs> Is this yours? Do you do you want it? Like, do we want to keep this? Or does this spark joy? <laughs> or no? Because if not, then what are we choosing? What are we making room for? And that's that really beautiful piece of being like that release that allows for the clarity to come through. What is mine? What are my values? What's my place in this world? But you got to release the other stuff first by sorting through it and the first step to that is becoming conscious and aware that we even have these beliefs set in the first place. 
I agree. And the thing is, it's just like, it's so much deconstructing society and it's to take from you unlearning past behavior and realizing this isn't for me and you know i can make my own decisions and i'm going to start actively thinking and everyone has to decide that at some point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like we had talked about before this though they're not ready until they're ready exactly and you don't want to be the push but you know but so going into that, tell us a little bit about your podcast and everything you're talking about on it and exactly what everyone is unlearning. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. So I just started the unlearning podcast in January of this year. And uh, I that was like a project that I had wanted to do for like two or three years that I have had a podcast idea set out. I, I had this mic for... Um, at least a year and a half before I ever even recorded an episode, but I, I wanted to be ready when I was, when I was ready. So that has finally come to flourishing and that in and of itself really brought me through a journey of self-worth and whether like coming into the, the belief that my story can help other people that what I have to say and what I have to share can be really helpful for people and having to really believe that instead of believing that I'm doing this project and I hope that people do me a favor and listen to it sometimes. <laughs> it feels so sad to think about that. That was, those were thoughts that I really had to work through in like November and December when I was really getting a, a feel for how I wanted to package this information, who I wanted to interview. Um, So I I interview fellow coaches, um, healers in, in that, that realm of things. And some part of my, part of my goal is to get people tools and strategies and exercises in in each of my episodes to help them unlearn what the topic is and what they are moving into instead. And then also, I want to be able to spotlight other coaches and people that are doing this work so that even if working one-on-one with me isn't the exact right fit for exactly what people are wanting to do, I want to be able to showcase other people that that might be that perfect one. And yeah, so that was kind of the the why I had started that podcast. We we talk about a whole range of things. One of the episodes is about unlearning stress and burnout. One is the most recent episode is about people pleasing, which is one that is very very close to my heart because people pleasing and that perfectionism and looking externally for what the answers are, it all goes hand in hand in hand, like a nice polyamorous couple. No, and that's awesome. And it's so cool to hear you kind of tell your story with that, um, of how you had to exactly define it and like come with confidence for yourself to actually say, hey, this is my brand. And that's the whole purpose of like this podcast and everything. It's queer people stepping up to the plate and saying, this is my plan. This is my why. You can't tell me I'm wrong. I've heard that for too long. And this is behaviors that we're attacking. And I do also like that it's like for everyone, you know, like everyone can say like they've been a a people pleaser for like too long in life. You know what I mean? As queer people, we're told all the time, whenever we get to be like too big and audacious about who we are, that we are too much. 
Yes. And I heard that all the time growing up, that I'm too much. I'm too sensitive. I'm too emotional. I'm too talkative. Too, 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 too much. And it's because the the straight is the default. They are, they are celebrated because they are celebrated in, in our society. They are already the default. And so when somebody that is in the margins starts to like peek out and have a little bit of the same audacity as a straight white man, um, people don't tend to love that. And I'm now really okay with that, actually. I feel like that means that I'm on the right path, is when I've become a pure resistance to the systemic structures in our society that are pinning people down and then putting some other people on the fast track. Um, yeah, if I'm, if I'm resisting those things and I'm being a little bit of a thorn in that, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, yeah, I I can see that you're okay with that. And I feel okay with that. And that's something that, you know, if I didn't have role models like you or Michelle or everyone we have on this podcast, I don't think as a young queer person, I would have come to that conclusion, you know, because when you're fed so much of something, it is just accepting like, okay, so like this is the society you live in and this is all that you're going to know. And, you know, it's people who are not afraid to break the mold and people who are not afraid to stick out that are going to make the difference. So that's, I'm so proud of you guys. And honestly, the unlearning podcast, I will vouch for Jenna. Like it is amazing. The things you talk about, it's like, you're so vulnerable on there too. And that's something we talked about a little bit before too. Um, like you're not afraid to really go there. I'm, I don't know if I really want to save the stories on here or we want to save that for um, when they go. Go for it. Yeah. Go I, for I, it. Yeah. Uh, um, as you said, I'm an open book. <laughs> and that's actually part of part of my audacity is the audacity to be vulnerable because so many other people are like, oh my gosh, I feel that same way. I've had that same experience, but I've never talked about it. And it opens up dialogue. And dialogue opens up space for healing. And I'm here for that. I love it. I love it. But um, yeah, so basically in one of the episodes, as Jenna talks about so much, she goes from like talking about like, oh, I was in a relationship with a man once. And like, he told me you could not have short hair and be pretty. And it's also just like, look at Jenna, they're killing it. I mean, come on. I mean, like I have a great hairstyle now. I'm just yeah. saying. And I look great. And the fact that I robbed myself of looking this good for years. If you feel like cutting your hair, cut your damn hair. Can I swear on here? I'm sorry. Oh, you can definitely swear. Go as far as you want. (laughs) Perfect. But yeah, no, go your damn. I agree. But go as far as you want. And that's the thing. Like you really go far on that show. Um, that's another, I remember you were also talking about when you were with your current partner, one time you were walking down the street and like, like so many of us, when Trump was elected, you were like scared to be on the street and rightful. And at first I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. Is that something? And then like you fully said, like people spat on us. Like that's the America. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was a whole, a whole moment within my relationship when because, well, Emmy, so my wife now, um, at the time she was my, my girlfriend, she had lovingly at the beginning of our relationship had really lovingly and, and empathetically 
brought my attention to the fact that my previous relationship before her was not just unhealthy. It was not just an unhealthy back and forth relationship that I was actually in an abusive relationship. So she has, and she was like, she had introduced me to the term gaslighting and how this person had conditioned me over time to not trust my eyes and ears, my intuition. She really lovingly was able to bring this very difficult piece of things to the surface. And the same thing happened with that in 2016, 2017, when I you know, was concerned about holding her hand in the grocery store. I was concerned about walking you know, down, down the sidewalk. And it wasn't super outright, but it was enough that I was just like, you know, we'd be like holding hands and I would just eventually like stop when people would come by. And she was able to bring that to my awareness of being like, hey, why is this happening? What's going on underneath there? And that was when I started to be like, no, I'm not going to be hiding anymore for the sake of somebody else's comfort. That's not fair to me. It's not fair to my partner. And it's not fair, especially to the people that are not out yet. I do them so much more of a service by me being audaciously out there and showing them that that's okay because that gives them the permission to come forward. And so there takes some vulnerability and some bravery to be the one that goes like to feel like you don't have that visibility, but then to be like, I'm going to be that for somebody else. But it is, it's really worth it in the long run to help empower other people to really just be who they are authentically and to stop hiding and pretending. <sighs> I digress. I'm sorry. That was not the question, but. No, but I'm glad, I'm glad that you w- took it there. You know what I mean? Cause Honestly, that is exactly it. It's like, it took so many people like yourself to like be the example and go from there for things to be safe for like, say if I walked down the street with like my boyfriend or something like that. So it's so important. And just know that like, you're absolutely right. Like what you're saying is true. And I love that you're not afraid to stand out. Like, especially like I see you on social media promoting everything. And I'm just like, this is so good. She has the best TikToks guys. Like it's so funny. Yes, <laughs> so cute. So cute. Dancing and all of them. Like I can't see if you're listening over the podcast, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm always doing a lots of dancing. I I find that to be a really a really good release, especially for people that have a hard time sitting down to meditate. But having that like anxiety or like that that really where you're feeling like a kite that's just kind of being whipped around by the wind, like. And trying to sit down and being like, I am going to anchor down and meditate now can be really hard. And so for people that are, when you're feeling that, like a kite being blown around in the wind, quit trying to fight it and just like flick it off with your fingers, like punch the air, like kick with your feet, use your body to move through it via dance. And the reason why I put those up there is I'm like, I'm not choreographed. I don't look good per se. I'm not looking sexy, but I look like I'm having fun and it's authentic. 
And so then it cues people to do that for themselves, even if they don't look Instagram worthy. I'm like, I'm still going to put it on Instagram. So that way you might, you might do that in your bedroom. Right. No. And I love that because I think the authenticity of it resonates with people, right? That's it. I feel like that is so true. Like people have these like reservations about putting things on Instagram, any photo, because they don't look to these certain night deals, right? Or like they don't put up like any TikToks because they don't. And it's like, to some degree, I understand you want to put your best self forward. At the same degree, don't you just want to be yourself? And don't you just want to not have this cognitive dissonance of like, hey, this is me. And like, no, no, I don't understand that for anything, honestly. But I do think it's maybe if people don't have enough self-worth of like, this is myself. Yeah, a lot of people just don't quite know because they've spent so much time and effort and energy and like sometimes decades worth of energy behind trying to be somebody else that like, if you take that away, the brain likes to have certainty and the brain likes to have decisions made. So when you take something away and you don't know what you're filling it with, that can cause a lot of pressure and strain. And so having that, that authenticity piece of what we're making room for is really important in being able to release the things that are no longer serving us, the things that weren't ours in the first place. I love that. And it's so true. It's just like, you want to feel like this is be- this is me, this belongs to me. This is what I'm thinking. And it's so beautiful just to hear you say that. And like, especially from like how it was in all of your experiences to come out on the other side and feel even better about yourself and help others. I just had a moment where, have you seen this, those TikTok audios where they're just like, wow. You know, like where they like thinking back as their like 14 year old self. And it's just like, wow, where I've come. And like, it just hit me for a second that I am being interviewed on a podcast right now to talk about my journey and unpacking my traumas and how I came back from being suicidal and an abusive relationship. And for you to say that I have come out on the other side and are helping other people through that experience is if I could go back and tell my 16 year old, 14 year old, or ideally my 22 year old self when it was really in the pits of it. Wow. I would just, I like, I wish I could just like pop in and do a little like whisper and be like, girl, it's going to be okay. Because like, it's just a, wow. I've, I've really alchemized. I've taken this like bag of crap (laughs) and alchemized it into something that's really helpful for other people. And that's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. And what you're doing is beautiful. I mean, if I had like known about a podcast or something like this, when I was 14 and like queer hustle, the unlearning podcast, so many other good queer podcasts out there. It's like, I would have been a different person. And also that's the great thing about seeing all these queer entrepreneurs in the roles they are, you can be the boss. You can make your own environment that succeeds and does well because this is a market people are missing mm-hmm. and they need you. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that the, they need you and like, remember why you came here is are two things that are really kind of flag posts for me right now where it's like, 
remember the service that I'm here to do and remember that by not sharing my story and by not speaking up about these things, I'm doing people a disservice. Because the people who haven't seen the message yet or the people who need to see the message aren't seeing the message. Because if they did, we wouldn't need this stuff. Like if there were enough, if there were enough self-love coaches or if there were enough podcasters, there were, if there, this message was landing with people and they felt seen in this message, they would have already made these shifts. And that same thing goes for any project or anything that you are uh, trying to do at home is that a, we desire things for a reason. They come from our soul. They come from who knows where, but we, if you want to do something, you've been called to do something, especially if you've been feeling called to do something for a couple of years, there's a reason it keeps coming back and you are totally worthy and already good enough to do that thing. You are. So first of all, second of all, if there were enough people already doing this, then all of these people's needs would be taken care of, but they are not. And so therefore, if you are sitting at home and you are not taking steps, even tiny little steps, one step at a time, my babes, if you are not doing that, you are doing a disservice to yourself and you are doing a disservice to the people that you want to serve and you are doing a disservice to the way that you can create an impact in the world. And I don't mean that in a judgmental way. And I don't mean that in an I don't love you kind of way. I mean that in an I want you to be empowered to take a tiny step forward today when you listen to this podcast and DM it to me, DM it to me on Instagram and be like, Hey, I took this step and I will 100% you rah, rah cheerleader for you because you deserve it. That creates momentum into the reality that you want to create. So go, you go, you go do that thing and then come back here and tell me about it. Jenna, you're the best. You're the best. So yeah, going off of that, where can people find you going forward? Yeah, um, you, I'm really active on Instagram. My handle is it's Jenna's Laughter. My last name is Slaughter with Laughter with an S, so I love it. <laughs> uh, you can find me there as well as my website is www.jennaslaughter.com. And yeah, those are those are the, the best places to find me. Can I say, I didn't even put that together. Jenna's Laughter is the same. Yeah, I see that now. You're like, let's take it back and forth. That's amazing. Funny part is, is I removed my last name entirely from social media for like almost 10 years because I was so teased about my last name in middle school and high school that I just, I had two middle names as my, um, my names on Instagram, Facebook and all that kind of stuff, because I was so ashamed of my own name. You believe <laughs> so now, now I like, now I just like own it so much. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's kind of limiting. Cause apparently I can't be like an ER doctor. Cause apparently nobody wants to call in Dr. Slaughter to the emergency room, apparently. <laughs> but outside of that, like I am a free bird. Yes, you are. Well, <laughs> well on that note, um, I'll let you go ahead and be a free bird. <laughs> um, we are 
thank you so much for coming on, Janet, today. I really appreciate it. And I'm super excited to hear about how this helps other people. Me too. Me too. I appreciate you. All right. Well, thank you, Jenna. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Thanks for listening to Queer Hustle. To read the full show notes for this episode, which include a summary, timestamps, and any links mentioned in this episode, please visit michellecoyle.com slash podcast. There, you'll find the information from this episode and any past episodes. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review at ratethispodcast.com slash queerhustle. Until we meet again next week, go out there and let it shine.